I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to episode two of the Chronicles of Aguna podcast for the day. Um, yep, we're back with another edition, uh, especially focused on Arsenal's pursuit and Manchester City's pursuit now, uh, officially by the sounds of it, of, of course, uh, Declan Rice. Now, we recorded a show earlier on today in which we spoke about Yuri and Timber. We did touch on the Declan Rice uh, sort of situation. We were bringing you what we'd heard up until that point. And while we were mid-show, actually towards the end of the show, we got wind of this report, which claimed that Manchester City were, of course, preparing a bid, preparing an offer. And literally, as soon as we finished that show, David Ornstein put out a tweet, which basically killed us. The Ornstein bomb was dropped. And it became clear then that this interest from Manchester City really is very, very real. So. I've been thinking about it all afternoon. Um, I travelled into the office after we finished the podcast earlier today, uh, sat down, spoke to some of my colleagues at 90 Min about it, wanted to just gather my thoughts and try and make sense of it all. And um, and now we're back and we're going to discuss it in detail. We're going to discuss it at length. Um, looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say as well in the live chat box. So uh, make sure you contribute as much as possible. Um, yeah, uh, let, let, let's just do it, I guess, because I can understand that there's going to be a lot of frustration now out there. There's going to be a lot of people that are looking at this and going, we could have wrapped this deal up two weeks ago before Ilkay Gundogan had communicated his decision with regards to his future. And if we'd have done that, then we wouldn't have this problem now because we'd be too far down the line with Declan Rice and there'd be no chance of anybody coming in and hijacking that deal. Now, there's two ways of looking at this, okay? There's there's two ways of looking at this. And I know what people are going to say. I can see it in the chat already. Oh, well, Harry is going to defend the football club now. Someone commented before we'd even started. I've just come to hear Harry explain why it's impossible for Arsenal to sign Declan Rice. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give anybody a pass when it comes to this subject, because I think this is a target or he is a target that Arsenal, in my opinion, went too public with. Now, I know that the sort of information around the bids, offers, etc. has probably come from West Ham United. It has probably been leaked into uh, the sort of media by West Ham United in a bid to, as we've kept saying, throughout the sort of duration of the month so far, in a bid to drive and spark a bidding war. And they've got that now. They've got two clubs going toe-to-toe for one of their, or their most prized asset. And they're going to try and milk it as much as they possibly can. So let's fill people in, first of all, with regards to what's happened this afternoon. So David Ornstein has confirmed that Manchester City were going to submit a bid today to West Ham United for Declan Rice, which for the first time signals their real intent to go in and get this player. Now, we heard about Manchester City's interest previously, and I think a lot of us, myself included, were under the impression that with Ilkay Gundogan still at the club and it looking as though he might sign on and stay longer, actually, Manchester City would would probably not pursue this. That's, that's what I felt. 
I thought that their name being put into it was a ploy by West Ham United in a bid to, as I say, drive the price up, create a, a bidding war, etc., etc. But according to these reports, it looks like they are going to follow through and they are going to make an offer, uh, of course, for um, for Declan Rice of West Ham United. According to some of the reports doing the rounds on this, City's opening offer for Rice is the same value, is of the same value as our second offer, which is 75 plus 15. But they propose that they'll make those payments or they'll make the 75 payment at least, 75 million, that is, of course, over the course of two years. Whereas according to these same reports, Arsenal wanted to spread that payment over five years. Now, financially, we can't compete with Manchester City. We just can't. Is it that we can't? Maybe it's not that we can't, but we certainly won't. And when I've said throughout the duration of this window so far, and even prior to that, that at some point the investment is going to slow down in terms of cash that Arsenal have available to them at the drop of a hat to be able to go and lump on a player, and so what we're trying to do here is secure signings that are going to serve us for a long period of time with structured deals that allow us to pay big fees for players, but over the course of time. And we're almost banking on those players being successful for us, that breeding success within the football club and the revenue that comes with that will then be used to go back in uh, to the payments for, of course, those players that we brought in to do it in the first place. Arsenal financially are almost trying to get ahead of the game a little bit. You know, they've had a couple of big summers without Champions League football, and they're now in a place where they know they need to take the next step. And they're, they're trying to be creative about how they do that, because in terms of raw cash that they're able to just drop on players, I don't think there's as much there as people think. And this is not me making excuses for Arsenal, because... I think if we miss out now on Declan Rice, given how public this whole pursuit has been, given the fact that, you know, sources from all over have been briefing the press time and time again about how keen Declan Rice is to join Arsenal. I think if we miss out on Declan Rice this summer, it will be an embarrassment, a real embarrassment and one that Edu and the rest of the recruitment team are not going to live down. As I say, financially, you know, whether it's because we can't compete or won't compete with Manchester City at this stage, I don't know. Um, but their offer looks a lot more attractive if you're West Ham United. There's no question about that. I've seen people suggesting that this would be a disaster. It would certainly be a PR disaster. Would it would be would it be a on the pitch disaster? It would be a disappointment. But as I've said also previously, I do think there are other midfielders out there outside of the Rice and Caicedo kind of sort of sort of obsession that we've held over the last few months. I can't pinpoint who exactly would be that fit at this moment in time off the top of my head, but I'm not a scout paid uh, thousands of pounds to do that. Certainly would be a disaster off the pitch because of the repercussions of it. On the pitch, you might be able to fix it if you get the right man in, but there aren't that many standout options. There aren't many players that scream out to me, yes, I could come and do that role, bring in all the things that Declan Rice does. So I guess I can understand why people are upset. I can understand why people are worried and concerned because let's make it clear. 
Declan Rice has not agreed to join Manchester City. What we're going to find out over the next few days, possibly weeks, possibly even longer, is whether Declan Rice actually is all in on Arsenal, whether he does believe this is the right project for him, and whether that will supersede the attraction of Manchester City. They're treble winners. They've got the best manager in world football. They can pay more money than us. You can understand why anybody with ambitions in his career would want to go to Manchester City, but there are a few drawbacks as well. So some of the drawbacks include his role. Now, I know people say he'll go there and he's good enough to play and he's good enough to be in that team week in, week out. I'm not so sure that Declan Rice would play every single week. If he would play every single week, then what does that mean for Rodri? Are they too similar? I don't think that Declan Rice has the technical level necessarily at this point that Pep Guardiola requires in and around the opposition penalty area. I think he's got other really strong, good attributes, but I don't think he's quite there in that sense. That might put, well, it obviously isn't putting Pep Guardiola off because City are trying to do it. But you know what I mean? That just makes him less of a good fit for me when it comes to Manchester City. There's the 115 outstanding financial doping charges, which may not seem significant at this point. And I know a lot of people feel like Manchester City are going to be able to get away with that, are going to be able to dance their way around that. But that would be in the back of my mind if I were about to join that football club. It would. And, you know, maybe I'm living in cuckoo land and I think that players should be noble and should be, um, you know, really sort of aware of what the club represents and all the rest of it. And, you know, but maybe... Maybe that isn't the case. Maybe it is, from a footballer's perspective, an opportunity to be selfish and an opportunity to go and win silverware, um, you know, with a club that are, are certainly going to be competing, if not winning it, uh, for probably a few more years. The thing is with this is I've always felt that even at £100 million, we'd be overpaying for Declan Rice. And I said on the show the other day when I spoke with Dan Potts and Lee Judges that for me, if we went, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight, nine million pounds above what it was that, you know, we were happy to pay just to get the deal done, to save that embarrassment, to help us wrap it up and move on, then fine. But I did say that once you start getting into the territory of 120 million pounds, I think that's crazy. Now, I don't think that we're going to get to that stage. I think that this is a deal that will be done at around about the 100 million pounds mark. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we end up in a situation where Arsenal wanting to save face, say, will match Manchester City's offer. And then it's purely a footballing decision for Declan Rice. If Declan Rice wants the move to Arsenal that badly, if Declan Rice has had multiple conversations with Mikel Arteta and has been convinced of the project, then maybe we shouldn't be that worried because Declan Rice has that relationship with West Ham based on the success, based on the fact that he stayed longer than they initially thought he would, to be able to say, look, guys, I know Man City are offering a better payment structure, but this is where I want to go. And I do think that West Ham would bend to Declan Rice's demand and facilitate the move, the transfer that Declan Rice wants. And I say that based off of, of gut feel. And, and that gut feel comes from the way West Ham have spoken 
since the Europa Conference League final, the way they spoke about how noble he's been, how loyal he's been, you know, the fact that he hasn't caused any trouble to try and create a move away, etc., cetera, et cetera. Um, But yeah, look, if he really wants Arsenal and, and the conversations between him and the club and the manager and, and all of that are that far down the line, then is he going to be able to just pivot and go to Manchester City? I don't know. If I had a message for Declan Rice right now, it would be, Declan, you could be a hero. You could be a god at Arsenal. If you chose Arsenal now with Manchester City sniffing around, you could be a god. Now, I know it's not completely in his hands, but I do believe he'll have a big say in where he ends up. And the reason I say it's not completely in his hands is because obviously the club have to accept an offer. And if West Ham only accepts Manchester City's offer, then there isn't a decision for Declan Rice to make if indeed he wants to go leave the club. And he's adamant that he's going to do it this summer. If his preferred club are not there in terms of having agreed with his current club, then he's got a problem. So, yeah, I mean, obviously annoyed about this, obviously frustrated about this, obviously a lot more nervous about this deal now being done because I have to say that I wasn't expecting Manchester City to turn that interest from an interest into a firm offer. We haven't had that report yet at the time of recording that says that they have submitted that formal offer. We've had the, they're going to do it today from the sources that we trust. Other sources have said that that offer's gone in and they've broken it down, as I say, with regards to what it's expected to be, 75 plus 15, same value as ours, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying not to lose my head. I'm trying not to get too frustrated by this because you know as i said the other day we're what a week and a day into the window we are uh, still at the very very early stages we are trying to do big money deals and big money deals can often be complex so you know you you try and you remain grounded and you try to to be as level-headed as you possibly can the other thing is that you know people saying well we should have got this deal done early you know we had the opportunity I mean, I'm not even convinced that had we coughed up the 100 million from the beginning, that West Ham would have just gone, yeah, that's fine. Let's do it. Let's put it through. Not a problem. Because I am adamant. I'm I'm, I'm certain almost that actually West Ham wanted the bidding war. And because of how early it is in the window, felt like they'd be stupid not to try and create that scenario and situation. Watch how that plays out and then make a more informed decision later down the line so we we could have you know offered that 100 million pounds uh, from the beginning or a deal worth that and maybe the outcome would have been different and maybe we'd have had that all agreed and all in place by now but there was also the possibility that had we offered that if West Ham knew Manchester City was sniffing around and were part interested or interested on the premise that it'll or, or interested in the event that Ilkay Gundogan left, then all of a sudden you might have found yourself in a situation in a scenario where West Ham didn't allow it to progress anyway until they sounded things out and got a response from City as well. This other thing about publicity, I said it earlier, I believe that West Ham are the ones that have been putting out matches to City's interest into the public domain. Um, and I think that they are trying to, as I say, create that situation and scenario whereby they can make and generate as much money as possible. 
um, from this whole thing. But yeah, I mean, to kind of summarize before I go into the chat box and get you guys' thoughts and you guys' questions. We obviously can't compete financially with Manchester City or won't compete financially with Manchester City. I don't know which one of those is true with regards to the structure of the deal. And I, I don't necessarily believe that the problem or the issue that West Ham have had up to now with Arsenal's offers has been around the total value. I think the biggest problem has been the structure. And none of this has been confirmed, but based on some of the reports we've read about the structure, it does feel like Arsenal have taken the piss a little bit. It does feel like Arsenal are expecting West Ham just to bow down to the almighty Gunners, maybe because they know or thought they knew that the player only had eyes for Arsenal. Reports again today have suggested that actually Declan Rice would be open to that move to Manchester City too. And if he wasn't open to that, then Manchester City wouldn't have progressed or advanced their interest to the point where they're making a formal offer. So, yeah, you know, we, that whole theory of Declan Rice only wants Arsenal, blah, blah, blah. We're going we're gonna to really see that tested out now over the next couple of days. With regards to the add-ons, which people are asking about in the chat, I'm not going to speculate on those because I don't know what they are. Um, you know, I've seen some people say that one of them is Arsenal to win the Champions League. Uh, um, I've seen someone say it's Arsenal to win the Premier League, and some of those things feel a little bit unrealistic, if if true. Um, and uh, and you can, um, you know, and you can uh, you can speculate on those all you like. Sorry, lost my trail of thought there. But what what are the add-ons? You know, we don't know. We don't know. So I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole. I think that's a dangerous rabbit hole to go down at this moment in time. But if the add-ons are to do with trophies and success, then obviously West Ham will look at both offers and think, well, Manchester City in their current form, been there, done it, treble winners, unbelievable squad, best manager in world football, are more likely to achieve that than Arsenal. Okay. Um, so that's kind of my take on it. For the time being, I'm going to try and remain calm. For the time being, I'm going to keep my head. I'm still hopeful that Declan Rice will still want to join Arsenal. It's important to note that all of the journalists that have come out and reported this thing. I don't know if David Ornstein did, actually. I need to check that out. But I know Fabrizio Romano certainly did. What he said was. Arsenal remain confident that this deal can be done and that they can sign Declan Rice. Why would you put that line in there if you haven't had some indication that at least from within the walls of Arsenal Football Club, there is some confidence still there? And if that, there is a confidence there, then it will be because they have a confidence in, in the word that has been suggested Declan Rice has given. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting uh, to see how this plays out over uh, the coming days. We've also heard today, and we'll talk about this a little bit more on tomorrow's episode, because I feel like we do have to do the Declan Rice thing more uh, so here. But, you know, we've also heard that Thomas Partey has emerged as a target for Juventus and that Juventus would be looking to, to try and bring him to the club for 18 to 20 million euros. We hear that Thomas Partey would be open to that move. Why wouldn't he be? I think that's a much more attractive move than Saudi Arabia for footballing reasons. Obviously, for financial reasons, not quite as attractive, I'm sure. But 
Um, you know, where where will this leave us? Losing Xhaka and Partey and then potentially missing out on both Declan Rice and Moises Caicedo could be quite damaging. Now, not fatal necessarily, because as I said about Declan Rice earlier on, there will be other players out there that you can go and get. And there will be players that are as good as those two players. If you're scouting's right, you'll find them. Um, but we've been sort of, we've had it driven into us over the last month that it's Rice, Caicedo or both. And because of that, I think people have pinned their hopes on them. People have gone away and watched more of them. People have almost conditioned themselves to believe that they are the only players that can come in and solve the issues that Arsenal would have in midfield. Now, that might not be the case, but at this moment in time, that's how it feels because all we've heard is Caicedo, Rice, Caicedo, Rice, Lavia. So I, I understand the frustration. I really do. And I understand why people are losing their minds. But what I will say is this. This is an opportunity for Arsenal to show people that they've changed. This is an opportunity for Arsenal to show that when they really, really want someone, which we know they really, really want Declan Rice, they will go that extra mile. With Mikhailo Mudrik, I wasn't sure. You know, I, I, I said we were overpaying for him if we went ahead with that deal as well. But it was one of those that I was never 100% in on. I was kind of like at times 80% in on it. Never 100. But with Declan Rice, I'm 100% in. I do think that the price being talked about is ridiculous. I do think it's over the top. But I'm in on the player. And so I'm willing for the club to go that little bit further to make that deal happen. Look, let's get some of your thoughts. Let's get some of your questions. Fill up the chat box. Um, before I dive into the live chat, though, uh, and take uh, you guys' comments, all the rest of it. Please do leave a like on the video. There's no reason why we shouldn't have a good 500-odd likes on this video. Um, there's no reason why, uh, if you haven't done so already, you, you shouldn't subscribe to the channel for daily Arsenal content. And if you're interested uh, in becoming a member and getting access to our members' content as well, uh, remember our memberships are no longer on YouTube. We've moved them over to the Another Slice platform. The link is in the description below. Uh, check it out. It really, really does help me to create more content. And we also support a charity uh, through the membership pot as well. So you'd be doing a good deed too. Um, for information, click on the link below. If you've got any questions about that, let me know as well. And a big thank you to, uh, I think, five or six of you that signed up uh, this morning as well. Uh, so a big thank you to you guys as well. You'll get a welcome message. Uh, from me um, over on another slice very, very soon. Okay, look, let's take some of these uh, questions and thoughts. If you've put a question in previously, the chances are it's been lost in the chat if it was like more than five minutes ago. So start uh, filling them up again. You can put the same ones in, not a problem. I'll pick them out. Uh, Rahul says, and thank you, Rahul, for your very, very kind super chat donation. He says, any structure we would have put before would have been rejected until another club came along for a bidding war. Our next bid will be outdone. This is the point I made a little bit earlier on, that we can sit there and we can say, Arsenal should have done this. Arsenal should have done that. And, and to a point, there is validity in that comment. And there is logic in that argument. I, I absolutely accept that. And I'm not sitting here defending the club. I promise you, I'm not. But. It has felt all along like this was West Ham United's intention to get to this point now where Arsenal are in a major, major panic. And for West Ham now, they win either way because either they get the better deal out of Manchester City 
And I say better, not in terms of the overall monetary value, but in terms of how that structure looks. And Declan Rice will go along to Manchester City or they'd have applied so much pressure on Arsenal by stalling this, waiting, allowing Manchester City to come into the mix as well, perhaps briefing the press with that like they have in the past with regards to the initial interest and putting Arsenal up against the wall in a corner where they now have no choice but to pay what West Ham United want. So West Ham have played this brilliantly, in my opinion. Uh, let's see um, what everybody else is saying. Alistair says, uh, with an F1 reference here, Hamilton could have gone to Red Bull, who were the best team at the time, but went to an up-and-coming Mercedes because he liked the project. Maybe Rice is the same. City is the safe option. City is a safe option in terms of success. You're going to win stuff. You're going to get a medal, just like Calvin Phillips did. But are you going to play every week? Are you going to be a central part of that system? And I would make the case that Declan Rice, is like he's not as good as Ilkay Gundogan in the attacking phase, who obviously City are losing. And he's not as good defensively or, or in that deeper position as Rodri. So I, I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on Declan Rice because we might not sign him anymore. But I've always said that I think he's just that level below what Pep Guardiola looks for in a number of areas. And hence why I never thought that they'd be seriously interested in him. It's also why I've repeatedly said that I think that once you start going over the 100 million pound mark, you, you get into crazy territory a little bit. What else? Um, MM says, uh, to be honest, I wouldn't blame Rice. No, no, no. I mean, Look, this is the way things go. You know, football is a dog-eat-dog -dog world. It is a ruthless business. And, you know, Declan Rice may have given his word to Arsenal, may have been all set on Arsenal because he was unaware of how interested Manchester City were. And if Manchester City can put in a good pitch and, and have that conversation, then there's every chance that he would look at that and go, actually, sorry, guys, that's the better choice. And it's Declan Rice's prerogative to do that. You know, it's like I'm not going to begrudge Declan Rice if he chooses to go to Manchester City. What I will say, though, is he'd be joining a soulless football club. He'd be joining a football club with financial charges hanging over their heads. And maybe I sound like I'm being bitter now. That's what a Manchester City fan would say right now, I'm sure. But I think there are reasons to doubt whether going to Manchester City would be the right thing for Declan Rice. If you're Erling Haaland, you don't even think twice about it because you know that you're that good that you're going to play every single week and you're going in as a focal point. If you're Rodri, the same. Although, you know, you had to share the role a little bit at the beginning with, uh, with Fernandinho, but he always knew that he was going to get to that point. If I were Declan Rice, I'd be looking at Calvin Phillips' situation. And that would put me off a little bit. I have to say that. Uh, Johnny Wanderling says, if we don't get rice, we can't let Partey go. That would be ridiculous. I, I, I keep saying that I don't think we should let Xhaka and Partey go anyway. I'd love to see both of those players stay at the football club, but I just, I just don't see it um, at this moment in time. The, the suggestions that both are leaving are just way too strong for me to think that there's even any chance of them both staying put, which is disappointing. 
Christian says, uh, Harry, I believe that our third bid will be crucial and it could most probably be the make or break for the rice deal. Our city waiting to see what we will be offering. Remember the Suarez deal. Yeah, I think the, the next bid is massive. I think Arsenal have to wrap it up with the next bid. So they have to think long and hard and they have to pull every lever possible. They have to empty all the piggy banks and find a way of making this a much more attractive proposition to West Ham United. Because we can talk about the personal terms and we can talk about maybe what Declan Rice wants and conversations that have gone on between him, his team, Arsenal Football Club. But if West Ham don't accept the offer and accept Manchester City's, then there's not a lot you can do. So the first obstacle here is to overcome West Ham's resistance to sell Declan Rice. It's not a resistance to sell him, but a resistance in terms of making sure that they get what they want out of this. That's the first bit. Uh, we need to um, we need to get over. Uh, David Luma says, um, I hope the club haven't told Caicedo they're no longer in for him. Yeah, I mean, the club, we we hear from some are out of the Caicedo race. Others say, actually, no, there is still a chance that Arsenal do move for Moises Caicedo, but they're just fully focused on wrapping up a deal for Declan Rice first. Well, it doesn't look like we're any closer to wrapping up that deal. And it looks like we've got a big threat now that we have to fight off in order to potentially get this done. Rudy says, come on, Harry, when are we going to stop all this BS and go in on this club? I mean, look, I said it right at the top of the show. I get why people are angry. I get why people are frustrated. I get why people are suffering from a bit of PTSD here. And I get why people might feel like this is deja vu. I totally get all of that. I really, really do. But if... If you believe that, and and like I do, if you believe that West Ham United have been playing a bit of a game here, if you believe that their intention all along was to create a bidding war, then you can't be that angry and annoyed with our football club. Because if you're of that mindset, it suggests that you thought that even if we coughed up the £100 million in total, the West Ham would have A, pushed back on the structure or B, delayed things until they could get another club involved because it suits them in whichever way you look at it to get multiple clubs involved in this. What else have we got? Um, Moss says uh, Havertz uh, we've given top dollar to when we could have waited, but we won't pay extra for Rice to get that done. It seems fishy. Again, I'll make that point again. Is this Arsenal penny pinching or is this West Ham playing a game, bringing someone else into the picture, stalling, biding their time in order to make sure that that happens so that they can get the best possible deal? We don't know. That's the truth. That's the truth. Fuzzy Wuzzy says, do people seriously think West Ham wouldn't have drawn things out to tempt the bidding war at the start of the transfer window? Really? Exactly. Got to remember how early are early on we are in the window as well. Uh, Sean says, I have a faith, very little faith, but I'm willing to wait and see how this plays out before I go ballistic. Uh, Georgios says, uh, maybe Edu thinks that Elneny and Lekonga are good enough to compete with Manchester City. We should pay over the odds for Declan. He is crucial to the project. Yep. Um, you know, uh, we should, we're going to have to pay. Over. We're paying, if we pay 100 million, we're paying over the odds anyway. In my opinion, they absolutely, I know there was a bit of sarcasm there, but they absolutely don't think 
that El Nini and Lokonga are the answer. Stan the Man says, meanwhile, Sandro Tonali quietly joins Newcastle. You want to hear something? Uh, you want to hear an honest opinion from a, a Serie A fan? This transfer breaks my heart, Sandro Tonali to Newcastle. Wasn't so long ago when Tonali finally got his move to Milan that he spoke about how now he was here, he never wanted to leave. This is his club, etc., etc. Somebody comes in with a big money offer and off he goes. Now, that's not all Sandro Tonali's fault because Milan would have had to accept an offer as well, but they've probably gone make the money's too much. So, uh, yeah, see you later. But is Sandro Tonali guaranteed to be a hit in the Premier League? I'm not sure that he is. I wasn't as convinced. I wasn't completely convinced, I should say, when Nicolo Barella was linked as well. Um, he is untouchable at Inter, hence why Newcastle have had to pivot towards Tonali. But is he guaranteed to be a success in the Premier League? I'm not sure that he is. I'm not sure that he is. Um, what else have we got? Let's take a few uh, more. Uh, Nexus says, um, Arsenal fans in complete meltdown every season because this board can't get their act together. True. Um, Arsenal fans are in meltdown every season. Uh, but look, if Arsenal get him, then we can't go in on the board. So let's let's see how this pans out. Uh, North Bank Guna says, you said two days ago we would get him, keep the faith. This was always going to happen. Yeah, I was confident a couple of days ago that we would get him. I'm not saying that we're not going to get him now, but I do think this is a, a significant issue and a significant problem that we have to deal with now in order to uh, to progress this further. Uh, big hello to JW as well. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, Halor says, uh, what makes Rice special is especially that he is English, the English quota, homegrown players and all of that jazz. I do think that the opinion of Declan Rice outside of England is different to the one within. Um, and, uh, and and that's always interesting as well to um, to sort of gauge when you sp sort of speak to, to global fans. Uh, what else have we got? Um, Badzy Bourbon says, is it wrong that I'll be a little bit relieved if the rice deal falls through? I just don't like the price. And I don't think a sustainable club should ever bother going toe to toe with nation states. So I don't like the price. I feel uncomfortable when it comes to the Declan Rice price at the point where we exceeded 80 million. For me, personally. I beg your pardon. Hope I got to the mute button in time to sneeze there. Um, look, I feel uncomfortable being above £80 million in this negotiation at this stage when it comes to Declan Rice. I keep talking about the fact that Arsenal are going to return to some sort of sustainable model and probably a lot sooner than people want to or care to admit. Um, and, you know, going toe to toe with the nation states. But I get that. The problem is, is that football is being run by nation states wherever you bloody turn right now. So if you're going to just, you know, back down and, and not go into these fights, then you're going to never get the very best players in the world because we've got. Newcastle United in the Premier League owned by a state. We've got Paris Saint-Germain out there owned by a state, a nation state. The likelihood is that Manchester United will be owned by a nation state in the not too distant future. Manchester City, you know, we've spoken about. We also found out that the Saudi private investment fund earlier this week are, are behind one of the major investors in Chelsea as well. 
We know that the Saudi clubs, all four of them that are currently being incredibly active in terms of transfer activity are also uh, to do with this Saudi private investment fund. So, which people say is not a nation state, but, you know, do we really know? The, the issue is here is that we're going to go up against this moving forward all the time now because this is what football has become. And so there's a part of me that wants Arsenal to go on and take them on and, and get this deal done and get it over the line. And imagine how refreshing it would be for football fans if Declan Rice went, actually, I believe in the Arsenal project. I want to play every week. That's more important to me. And I'm going to go there. That, that would just be such a big win for football. And, and this is another thing, right? So there's a few West Ham supporters that I've worked with or, or, or sort of come across um in my line of work over the last couple of years, who have all been on social media today going, good, sell him to City, blah, blah. What the hell's wrong with you people, man? We don't have any particularly deep rivalry with West Ham United. Yeah, there's that London thing. And maybe in the past, there would have been trouble and, and all the rest of it. But nowadays, like I, I've grown up through the 90s. West Ham have never been competition for us. I don't particularly have loads of bad feeling towards them. They hate Spurs. We hate Spurs. They hate Chelsea. We hate Chelsea. It's, there's never really been that animosity for me. Older fans might say something slightly different there, but this is not about Arsenal and West Ham anymore. This is about, once again, the world of football succumbing and submitting to, to the, the current status quo, to the, the new shape of football, which is an unhealthy one. But anyway, um, Samuel Biscard says, have you seen the latest from Jacob Steinberg, the Guardian? Declan Rice keen to join Arsenal despite Manchester City's plan for a rival bid. I haven't seen that. Uh, when's he put that out? Let's have a look. Is that just a new thing? Um, this is the problem when you do live shows, right? Shit just drops when you're midway through, but it's better than uh, finishing up and not getting to talk about it, I guess. Uh, what have we got here? Um, yeah, look, Jacob Steinberg. Let me share this with you guys. This is good. This is refreshing. This is refreshing, isn't it? Uh, hold on a sec. Uh, present, share screen. Uh, da, 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 da. There we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. There we go. Uh, Jacob Steinberg just put this out. How long ago? 10 minutes ago. Declan Rice remains keen on joining Arsenal despite talk of a bid from Manchester City. It's just up to Arsenal to pay the fee that West Ham want. But does that fee now increase because Manchester City are in the picture? That's the big question now. If they've been communicating that it's 100 that they want, then let's let's make that bid tomorrow in whatever structure and let's just fucking get it done. Um, you know, that's uh, that's the important thing now. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, uh, football CFC, CF Candy says, Big up, Harry. I think this is similar to Van Dyke's situation where the background work might be key. If you guys miss out on Rice and lose Partey, Arsenal is in serious trouble for next season. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm uh, I'm not even going to try and defend the club on that one <laughs> because I would feel that way too. Uh, let, let's take a few more uh, of your comments. If I've missed some, I apologise because there are tons uh, coming through. Dial Square says, go on, Jacob, never in doubt. <laughs> Referring to Jacob Steinberg's... Um, tweet etc etc um raul says uh, have city actually bid or is this the media taking the piss out of arsenal yeah it's probably 
um, a bit of that as well. Look, again, we don't know where this is coming from. Part of it could be coming from West Ham United. I wouldn't be surprised if it is. Although, you know, I think that there probably is some interest from Manchester City now. But I think, like us, they will have a ceiling, right? Because when we talk about Manchester City and, you know, we talk about the problems that we have in football right now, sports washing, the way the market's gone mental, et cetera, et cetera. If you go back to last summer, it did feel like Manchester City had got themselves into a place where they were, they recognised that maybe because of the scrutiny they're under from a financial perspective, that they needed to just wind back the operation a little bit, make sure that they were showing a bit of profit, make sure that they were selling players uh, for for reasonable amounts of money and all the rest of it. And they did that, didn't they? They they sold, I, th I think they actually made profit last summer in the window in isolation. So, you know, I think that although Manchester City might be interested and although Manchester City do have the capacity to gazump us financially, I think there will be a part of them that is reluctant to do so as well. Because even if Pep Guardiola thinks Declan Rice can fit, how far is he willing to go to bring him in? And what will be his ceiling, which, you know, Manchester City have shown, I think, in the last couple of years that they do have. So, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe there's something in that. Like, the more we talk about this, the more, the more I think that maybe we shouldn't be panicking as much as, as, as maybe we were a few hours ago. And this is why talking about stuff is, is great therapy, isn't it? Um, <laughs> uh, maybe I'm just clutching. Let me know. Uh, let me know in the chat box. Okay. Uh, let's go back to the chat box. Um, let's take some more of your comments, some more of your questions. Remember, if you haven't done so already, please leave a like on the video. Uh, guys, like, 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 like. It really, really does help. Um, I can't put into words how much a like on YouTube helps. And obviously, uh, subscribe to the channel if your brand's spanking new as well. We want to uh, push towards that 30,000 mark in the not too distant future. That's on YouTube. Uh, that doesn't include all the wonderful people that listen to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, all the rest of it, Google Podcasts, uh, wherever you get your shows. Honestly, been so overwhelmed by the support that we've had um, over uh, sort of the um, the last few weeks since uh, the sort of transfer stuff really started picking up. And yeah, remember, if you want to access the Chronicles of Aguna Premium, and that is no longer through YouTube. You need to go to the Another Slice platform. The link is in the description below. Uh, the next bit of members content on Urian Timber drops tomorrow. Uh, we're really stepping that up now. Um, so, uh, yeah, you'll get a lot more bang for your buck these days. And oh, uh, for the summer, we've dropped the price as well. Uh, so go over there, check it out. Do, do, do. James Haas says, Harry, your theory is wrong. West Ham were always going to wait for City and Gunduan, and City probably told them to wait. Maybe. Um but this is the point, James. These are all theories because none of us actually really know. And uh, so we can speculate and we can talk about it. But you've got to always know in your mind that you can't get too. You, you almost can't get too attached to, to certain reports and, and you can't talk about them as though they're gospel because often they're not. And, and often there'll be conflicting information coming out. I remember when the first Declan Rice bid went in, some people said it was 80 plus 10. And then Sky put out that it was 80 in total. And, and you just don't know what to believe sometimes. So that's what's really difficult, I think, um, uh, about being a fan during this time of the year. Um, 
Steve Bandit says, I'm fully expecting an Arsenal statement that reads, Arsenal FC has formally withdrawn its offer for Declan Rice and are no longer pursuing him. I don't think you're going to quite get that. Uh, what else have we got? Um, Christian says, uh, Harry, hear me out. Perhaps Declan sees the history of Arsenal and that he can be a part of a team that is potentially next in line to win a league title. What will players like Saka be telling him? Well, there is a tradition and there is a culture and there is a solar Arsenal football club that Manchester City probably won't have for 30 more years, even if they won the Premier League for 25 more years in a row. You know, you, you can't build history and tradition like that, you know, and I think to the rest of the footballing world, um, you know, what Manchester City have achieved, while it's been fantastic, there is something that's a bit hollow about it. And I think that there will be people out there that won't want to join them as a result of that, you know. Um, that's why Manchester United could still sign players. That's why Real Madrid still sign players. Maybe they're not the powerhouses they once were, but they are, um, <laughs> you know, they are a side that, um, you know, are, are full of tradition, history, and people want to be a part of that. I've just gone over to Sammy Mockbell's Twitter, chief football reporter over at the Daily Mail. and. Um, he says, uh, Mikel Arteta views Rice as a future Arsenal captain. You really think he's going to take it off of Odegaard? I don't know. Uh, West Ham expect a bid from Manchester City. Uh, Pep Guardiola's future beyond 2025 is a consideration. Um, and apparently United have made an inquiry that consists of £40 million in cash and two players. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Look, you're getting, so this is what I mean. Jacob Steinberg says that Declan Rice still wants to move to Arsenal. So as long as Arsenal pay the fee, then that's fine. Um, you know, uh, Sammy Mockbell says that Man United are in the race with 40 million plus a couple of players on the table um, and that Pep Guardiola's future it could be something that, the, the, or the fact that he hasn't committed his future beyond 2025 could be a problem for Declan Rice in this negotiation as well. And this is the thing. At Arsenal, you would be joining stability and you would know what you're getting. And, and I believe that Mikel Arteta will be Arsenal's manager for the next four or five seasons at the very least. So there is um, there is reasons that, that working out or there is things that go in our favour as well, if this is um, something that Declan Rice is, is currently mulling over. But anyway, look, guys, um, I think I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, this is our second episode of the day. Uh, if you want to check out the one before, we talked a little bit about this at the back end, but we hadn't really had time to, to sort of deep dive into it because it broke while we were live. Uh, and my thoughts were a little bit off the cuff, a little bit raw, maybe. I've had time to kind of gather them over the course of the day. And hopefully we've delivered a, a much better conversation around that uh, on this episode. We also talked Urian Timber. We talked Kai Havertz and his position and all the rest of it. Uh, you can find that episode. It'll be the last one in your podcast feed or... Uh, it will be the last video on our YouTube channel. But look, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Um, really, really do appreciate it. Let's have one more drive towards the like target uh, before we go. Uh, thank you for your continued support. And I will catch you all tomorrow with another episode of Arsenal fans losing their shit in the transfer window. Uh, join me for that. Uh, can't wait. Until then, take care of yourselves. All the best. Goodbye. I'm Martin Tyler. And you're listening to Harry Simeon.